I'm Craig Fisher, and this is Inside Talent, where we take you into the minds behind the scenes and show you some of the coolest tools and best practices of some of the coolest people in the talent industry. Hey, it's Craig, and I am here with my good friend, Day Strong. Uh, Day and I go back many years, have worked on multiple projects together at various companies, and have done some really cool things in recruiting. She is now a talent acquisition leader at Cisco Meraki, which is an kind of an odd duck in that it was acquired <laughs> by uh, Cisco, but kind of kept the Meraki brand name and culture, which doesn't happen very often. So Day, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and, and your function and exactly that. What's what's the deal with the Cisco Meraki? Yeah. Hey, Craig, thanks for having me. So I am the global head for Cisco Meraki's talent operations programs and early and career team. Um, I joined their team back in June of 2018. I relocated out to the Bay Area from Texas, where you and I uh, got our start. Um, and um, with me joining an organization, we've made several changes just in the short period of time um, that I've been with the organization. So we used to be siloed. Um, I reported in through the business structure because we were we still are a small organization, but growth mode for sure. Um, we're no longer in the startup phase. We've been around for a while at this point. Um, but in August of last year, we centralized. centralized. Um, so with that centralization, now we have a global head of talent acquisition who I report into. Um, and she reports into our general manager, our CEO on the Meraki side, who ultimately rolls up through the Cisco business organization. Um, so with that centralization model, we are going through a, a lot of um, bumps, <laughs> uh, trying to get us all on the same page, us working in unison together, no matter what, what region you may be located in. Um, and we're also working to get every, all the work aligned and scalable. Um, and with that, the pandemic has also uh, helped with us really understanding, you know, do our positions and do our people really need to be in office. The in office was a huge part of our culture, uh, but we have now come to the understanding that it's not a necessity to get the work done and even to be successful um, at what we do. So we have now categorized all of our roles um, to determine traditional, who needs to be in office because of the nature of the work that they do, um, mobile, they don't necessarily need to be in the office every day, but they can come in one to two days a week. And then we also have remote where they're going to come in office never. <laughs> so those individuals will work remotely, uh, which will allow them to uh, still accomplish all the things that they need to. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, a big part of your growth plans, uh, let's say a year ago, were based around real estate, which I think is yeah. true for a lot of companies, right? Yeah. And so... Now, um, the idea is you can do the same or more even with half the real estate or a tenth of the real estate uh, yeah. because people are not going to necessarily be required. There will be a, a few, a small percentage of the organization that will be required on premise. Mm -hmm. But for by and large, you're going to have a distributed team and through technology and Cisco has a lot of that technology, right? Uh, built we in <laughs> that uh, you can you can do all this remotely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have seen, like I said, a lot of success just even outside of TA. When we look at our engineering teams and our sales teams, they have been able to meet their 
goals that I mean working from home has not stopped any of our show. <laughs> we are still growing. Busier, I would say. Right. And we're busier. Uh we're tapping into new markets that we haven't tapped in before. Um so the pandemic has showed us that there can be success um continued success or maybe even more success uh, working remotely um, than having to be in the office now yes people are still making a lot of adjustments because we are so used to being able to go into um, each other's workspace and and chat and have questions and pull people in um, and so being remote causes that difficulty right but we are finding ways to work around that and the cisco's culture is actually that same culture as far as remote work a lot of their employees are remote and they're everywhere they don't necessarily have to be in office and so we're seeing how they have had that success on the Meraki side we now have that success um so it, it has been um you know pretty smooth transition um, to remote culture. I mean, we no one anticipated us to still be at home at this point, um, but we are. Uh, but we are all excited about the future of potentially going back in office, but not everybody will be back in the office. So it's going to be very different when we do go back to the office. Well, and so in that respect, Cisco uh, has for a long time kind of been walking the walk because they sell the networking products and the tools Correct. to actually do that. Talk to me about Meraki's culture, how that's uh, a little different, kind of what the product set is and you know what it's been like trying to adjust to Cisco culture. And then I want to follow up about how we merge those cultures, but keep some identity. Yeah, absolutely. So Meraki, you know, our product is cloud-based. You know, we, we like to consider our networking products the sexier side because everything can be done by our wonderful dashboard. The dashboard controls everything from all of our all of our product lines. And if there is an issue, instead of having to send an engineer out to your location to try to figure out why your network isn't performing or working appropriately, Everything can be done from our wonderful dashboard. The dashboard tells us where the problems are. Our engineers are able to troubleshoot and figure out where the issues are and fix the issues all remotely because everything is in the cloud and we utilize the dashboard. So that's how we continue to have success. And that's what makes us a little different from the Cisco side. But as far as, um, you know, the ability to... Uh, continue to move forward and grow um, and, and, and in our culture. Uh, our culture is one where in our office, especially like in the San Francisco office, this is a little different. It's even different in San Francisco office than it is for other Milwaukee locations. Our San Francisco's office, they can bring their dogs to work. Uh, you know, we have a building that allows you to bring your pet into the office, whereas unfortunately our Chicago office and our other locations, they can't bring their pets into work. Um, you know, we we provide catered lunches um, throughout all of our offices. Uh, we have, you know, all the snacks. It's, it's your, I think you're a very standard tech uh, type of company in the Bay Area. All your texts, all, all your all your snacks, all your perks, everything that's in the office, you can imagine we have them in the office. Uh, um, the culture is one where we're very collaborative. Um, so you don't see engineering necessarily working in silos, um, sales and engineering, they partner very well together. Um, so they're used to, like I said, being able to just go up, sales is on the second floor, being able to walk up to the fifth floor, have conversations with the engineering team, collaborate on things, especially as it relates to clients. You know, if it's trying to close a sale, 
or if it's trying to upgrade a customer or if it's trying to even save a customer for that matter, they're able to all work really well together. Um, and like I said, with us being in the same building, it makes it really easy to do so. Um, but we still have been able to do it <laughs> throughout this pandemic because of our wonderful tools, right? We have the Cisco WebEx helps us to be able to um, to continue to have these relationships with our customers, as well as we have all the communication channels. We have WebEx Teams, we have Slack, we have all of those channels to be able to continue to communicate with each other um, across all of our different time uh, time zones and, and, and everything. So when I was at CA Technologies, similar kind of tech company, we did, uh, and big Cisco partner, um, you know, I, I did a similar job to you and same thing, you, you know, inside sales, which became what we call digital sales uh, is right upstairs. And you can go talk to those people and video uh, interview them about the jobs that they have open and um, what's their team like and things like that. Right. But turns out you can do all that stuff remotely as well. Right. It just mm -hmm. works out fine. Uh, so I, you know, I get that, but at the same time, uh, Meraki being one of the few companies that doesn't just become Cisco, yeah. right, still has to keep kind of a unique culture. Has to be Cisco, but also still has to be Meraki in order for you to have success trying to recruit people and help them understand the difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I agree with you on that. It's, um, we're small but mighty for sure. Um, our teams, uh, like I said, they're just very collaborative um, in nature. And we just, from a culture standpoint, the one thing that I was, that I really noticed <laughs> when I joined the company is everyone, when you talk about our values, about being brave and being caring all in, that is definitely the culture. Like, I remember when I first started and it was like, I was like a deer in headlights, didn't know where I was going, what I was doing. All of our conference rooms are like named after like, um, iconic areas in the, the Bay Area or restaurants. And I remember seeing a restaurant in a, as my conference room location, but I thought it was an actual restaurant. And so I remember asking around like, am I literally supposed to go to Prime Rib or is there a room? <laughs> and so people are super helpful showing you where you need to go, guiding you through the office because we have a pretty big space. Um, but everyone is just super nice and just always willing to help. They will literally stop what they're doing to help you. Um, and that's really our culture. And and it's like they do it naturally. Like it's not, oh, God, here comes Day again with another question. It's like they're willing to help you, willing to guide you. Um, and it's like one of the first companies that I work for where everyone is like that. This is very genuine. Everyone, it's like we're one big family. Um, and that that's the culture. And I think once you once you have experienced it and witnessed it, it's like everyone's like, oh, I, you just want to take a piece of that with you. Um, and so that's one of the things that really attracted me to the organization. And one of the things that honestly really keeps me there, because we all really do get along. We all really work well together and everybody works hard. Everybody is all in. Everyone is all in. They really take our mission and our values and we soak it up and we exemplify that every day so 
I'm just going to say that I'm really get glad that I'm recording this because I'm going to be working on an EVP project with your team. And what you've just done is given me a whole lot of good place to start because we're going to do a lot of interviews like this and talk to a lot of folks and and find the things that, uh, you know, naturally and transparently bubble up to the top, which is great. Uh, and that's a really good description. And it feels very, uh, very collaborative, very got each other's backs and, you know, very open to newcomers as well, which is a great yeah. message for job candidates. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are people within an organization that has been there since the inception, right? Um, there are people who started even just with this, uh, the transition to Cisco when Cisco acquired us in 2012. So we still ha have a lot of history. But of course, they're definitely going to be, um, we are more than willing to have new talent because that's going to help us grow. Uh, we want the smartest engineers. We want the best salespeople because that is going to help us grow and continue to grow. When you look at where we were all those years ago to where we are now, it is crazy the amount of growth um, that we've had, That not only just within our products, but of course within our employee population. So I think when you do start to talk to our employee population, you would definitely hear a theme um, like I said, there's nothing better than all the co collaboration. When you walk around an office and you see everybody, just, the office is always buzzing. You see people working very well together. Um, but our values and our mission is something that I think all of us, we, we can recite them um, because we do, we, we, we breathe and live it. You know, um, like some of us are huge sports fans like I am myself. And I always talk about my Green Bay Packers and I bleed cheese. Well, same thing with Meraki. I think we literally bleed our values and our mission because we truly believe it. And we are Moroccans. I mean, we have our own language. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, and it seems like that's something that's going to translate through over the next couple of years to being virtual and distributed and things like that. But uh, as you and I have been talking, uh, you still need to centralize some processes Yes, because you are a global organization and you do have global customers yep. uh, and right. And so, and you know, uh, rest of world is noisy, right. And yeah. demands, you know, demands special attention sometimes even at a low volume. So, you know, those, those efficiencies that you can and probably should create uh, will help you grow. Yep. But talk to me a little bit about that. What's what's the kind of standardization that you need to do and, and, and what's going to happen there? Yeah, so that's where my team comes in. I am blessed to have great team members um, on my team who are working on multiple projects. Um, and one of the biggest ones is recruitment refinement. So what we're doing is really we ask every employee that's a part of the TA organization, what do you do? What tools do you use? How do you use those tools? How often are you utilizing these tools? Is this the best use of your time? Like, do you feel like this is like, should the recruiters create requisitions? Should the coordinators create requisitions? Um, you know, we're a little unique because we do have two ATSs. Uh, we never on the Meraki side got rid of our ATS with the merger into Cisco. So we still do have two ATSs that we have to utilize. So really just, taking a look at all of our processes, looking at all of our tools and understanding who does what. And we found, like I said, even within this, the same region, within Americas, we do things very differently. The engineering team is doing very something very differently than the support team or the sales team. And then if I'm in London, it's even way different. Um, so really just taking a look at 
all of the process, what processes make sense. So we documented everything. We used Lucent charts and build out process flows. And then we shared that information with the leaders um, within TA and just provided recommendations. And with, their recommend, with our recommendations and their recommendations, we have been able to map out a process of what a recruiter's job is, what they will do, how they will do what they do, what tools they're going to use, um, and we're still, of course, shopping tools. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's really trying to figure all of this out uh, to determine what's going to help them not only be efficient at what they do, but also effective. Right. You know, we want them to be consultants with the business, um, being able to provide the business not only the best candidates, but we want them to provide it timely um, and just be really good about how they network and how they build pipeline and how they source their candidates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there, there are certainly uh, tricks to be taught. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love being in a position where I can recommend some of the things that I've seen in other organizations here, yeah. because a lot of the same rules apply, right. Every situation mm -hmm. is unique, but a lot of the same uh, situations can be, remedied by a variation on, you know, some similar themes. So what, uh, what I think is going to be really fun is seeing this all come together and uh, really making some cool case studies happen. Yeah, it's it's gonna be great. I mean, you know, we we definitely utilize your services uh, uh, last month and this month uh, to really help uh, the team understand the importance of branding and building their own brand and utilizing tools appropriately like LinkedIn. So that's one step in the right direction. You're gonna also assist us with you know our EVP. Um, so really understanding what makes people stay at Cisco Meraki and why individuals should want to join Cisco Meraki um, is also, of course, key. And just making sure that everything we do from a TA perspective, like I said, is just efficient and effective. That is like my biggest thing. I want to make sure that we're optimizing all of our tools and utilizing them to the best of their capabilities, truly getting return on our investments. Um, and just being able to have the network of a pipeline to be able to build from because our hires, you know, we're still actively hiring. So we're, we're fortunate, uh, but our hires are ebbs and flows. You know, we have points where we have a whole lot of activity happening and then we have points where we have some activity, but it's not as heavy as it was. Uh, typically our first quarters are a little bit slower and most of our volume happens in second and third quarter. You start to see increases in our volumes. So um, just really being able to, fully find talent quickly um, and the right talent um, and diverse talent because diversity is, I think, a hot topic for everyone right now. That's big. That's right. <laughs> um, and diversity is it's, it's challenging in the tech space because there's not a lot of diverse talent in tech. Right. So it is challenging in itself. But now diversity is such a hot topic due to all the social injustice that's happening. That's Everyone right. is wanting diverse talent. So it is a war. So if you are high school student can go to school for tech uh, because tech right. is, is definitely going to be uh diversity is definitely going to be the hot issue and item for all companies especially in the tech space absolutely and you know we already have a shortage of stem grads right and uh and and um yeah. you know, in school stem programs uh for kids and that's yeah it's a, it's a huge deficit. And then you add diversity into that mix and it becomes really tricky. And so, 
you know, I think that when we end up with the ability to truly blind resumes and understand who's the best candidate, no matter what, uh, mm -hmm. no matter what the name of their school is, you know, lots, lots of these things, which we're getting there. Yeah. Um, but it, it's tricky. And so we're, you know, we're, we're in a position right now where some of the uh, technology that's becoming available is becoming very interesting because I, yeah. you know, I watch the tech space all the time. And mm -hmm. I know I went through several years where everything was just kind of a rehashed uh, model of the same thing. And now we're, you know, kind of four years into, uh, uh, you know, instances of AI on career sites and in the recruiting process. And we are seeing that the learning is getting better and the data is getting better and we're able to do more things based on what we know, which is fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely see. And I'm so excited you, you when you mentioned the AI is getting better because it is. I think you yeah. and I have seen this just like transform into evolution, right? It's it, where it started. It was like, okay, <laughs> don't know if I really trust this. But now when you see AI, it's like, okay, right? it's getting so much better. So it's like, okay, I, I have the faith now. I'm willing to try some, some things. So um, yeah, I'm super excited about technology and where it's going to take us. It's going to be very interesting to see, even just in the next three years, mm -hmm. you know, how we're doing things a little bit differently because of the technology that has been enabled to us. So years ago, uh, shortly after you and I met, uh, I got to work on a project with Pizza Hut, where you were yeah. at the time. And I got to help build the Pizza Hut Recruiting University, mm -hmm. which at that time was a very manual process. <laughs> and uh, full of non-recruiting activities that recruiters had to do. And now we're able to automate so many of those things and, and create that streamlined efficiency. I love that you're building the, uh, the document and the workflow for what recruiters should do and that it probably doesn't include a whole lot of these time-consuming, time-wasting uh, right. activities that can just be fixed with, with simple tech. Yeah, technology is the key. You, you're so spot on there. Um, you know, we're looking at CRMs um, so they can help establish those ongoing communications with the piece of the pie of the talent that is passive and not necessarily ready to make a move, but interested in, you know, staying in contact with us and learning more about Meraki and things of that nature. So helping to, you know, develop those relationships as CRM, so it's going to be fantastic for us to be able to do that with. Um, and just utilizing the ATSs to their full, you know, capabilities and things of that nature. So, you you know, you're spot on with that. Technology is going to be key, our key to success. And I think key to any talent acquisition team success um, and making sure that it's fully optimized. I'm all about optimizing to its capability because you find out like, oh my God, I didn't even know my ATS could do that. <laughs> so right. I was like, why haven't we been doing this all along? So just <laughs> fully utilizing everything that we can um, to just make us more efficient and effective. That's, that's the key to success. Well, we're going to talk about uh, this more at the upcoming TalentNet uh, Live Yay! Dallas event, virtual. Yeah. Yes, on November 20th. Uh, yes. So I hope uh, you, the listener, will join us. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. And we may bring some more of your team on, or we may bring some okay. other uh, random folks in to have a fireside chat with us. But uh, look for Day Strong to be back mm -hmm. on the Hop In platform for TalentNet uh, November 20th. It's going to be great.
It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again, Craig, for the invitation. Absolutely. How long has it been since you went to a TalentNet conference? Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> I left Texas in 2016. I want to say, I believe in 2015, mm -hmm. or it might have even been 2016 that year yeah. um, was my last TalentNet because I used to work for Baylor, Scott and White. Yeah. And we, we hired some other come in. Yeah. yeah, we did some work. I will tell you, yeah, any organization that I'm at, <laughs> you you and I will always be together because I you know I think you're great and you give us definitely a lot of food for thought. So um I'm excited about Telenet and everything that is gonna happen during that conference. It's gonna be some great learnings for sure. All right, Day Strong, you are a joy as always and full of insight. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us on Inside Talent today. Thank you, Craig. All right. Thank you for listening to Inside Talent. Learn more about the future of talent today at InsideTalent.org, where you can sign up for regular updates and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app.